Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to cover a lot of material today. We'll have Tony back on with us. First, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and then I've got, I've got a little monologue to get us into the, our studies for today. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you. We bow before you as a body of believers across this nation and across the ocean. Father, we just praise you for the God that you are. And I thank you, Father, for those who are protesting, and yet they are lifting your name up. It is so wonderful to hear. For only you are worthy of our praise, Abba Father, the creator of all life, the sustainer of all life. And, Father, for your healing powers upon us physically, and upon us as a nation. Father, I have friends that are in great pain right now, and I pray for them. I pray for your healing touch upon their bodies. And, Father, I pray for this nation. It has fallen away from you. It is our own fault that we are where we are today. But I pray that you will help us to dig our way back out and bring America back home to you. I thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness. And, Father, I pray that you will equip us. For each one of us, you have put here for a task. And may we have willing feet to do your work, Father. For such a time as this, I believe you have placed me right here. And I pray, Father, that I am doing the right things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, they say when a person is drowning, you have to rescue them before they go down the third time. I don't know if that's true or not. But I had the thought today that America is drowning. But are we going down for the third time? Can we be rescued? We're drowning in scandals and lies and spies and corruptions of all kinds. The theft of our tax dollars, a nation so far in debt it can never possibly escape without drastic measures, which we don't really want to think about, but we do have to plan for. Our state legislatures, as well as our D.C. Congress, have been deceiving we the people for decades upon decades. Over a hundred years, to be closer to correct. They've pulled a fast one more than once, and they continue to do so day in and day out. The key to remedying such horrific deceptions and corruption is first to understand where we are and why. How did we get here? We are drowning in such deep stuff. If you've learned nothing else since the 2020 pandemic, which the left would love to continue forever, you surely have realized the depth of the deceit and greed that is coming out of Washington, D.C., as well as in some of your state legislatures and governors. The latest Veritas revelation 
Another exec caught on tape admitting that the government, what the government is up to through the FDA mandating yearly COVID vaccinations for all Americans. That's where they're going with this, including toddlers. He also admitted that it was all about money. Government and bureaucrats and the departments of alphabet have been robbing the American people of money, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, property, and prosperity. Freedom is a radical thought pushed by Trumpers. Look to the north at what Trudeau is doing to Canada. Look at what this nation has done here. How what they've done and tried to do to Mike Lindell. His bank is canceling him now because he is a reputation risk. Have you ever heard of such? Canada is blaming Trump for the rebellion and the protests there. They won't even consider what the people want. You see, it doesn't fit their mandates. The freedom convoys are popping up everywhere, thanks to Canada. Canada showing America and all other nations how to truly protest peaceably for freedom. Trudeau is showing his dictator ways, as are some of the followers in Parliament that follow him. You know, kind of like our idiot Congress. He intends to make an example of these freedom-loving Nazis. Again, I don't even think these people know what that word means. (laughs) In the meantime... We have a corrupt media here, government officials speaking out against freedom in America. They are not about truth. When you hear them, any of them, speak of democracy, immediately know they are after government control, not we the people, not a republic, not a constitutional republic. You don't even hear them talk about that, except maybe during an election year once in a while, it'll fall out of a Republican's mouth. So, are we drowning in the corruption, the corporate corruption, and are we going down for the third time? Thomas Jefferson said, when once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils, but by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles. Every other correction is either useless or new evil. In order to save America... From drowning in all the lies, the spies, the scandals, the corruption, and the corporatism, we must first know how this took place and how we can bring America home. We're being led in to believe that if the Republicans take the House and the Senate back, we will gain our freedoms back. While I agree we must get rid of all the Democrats, just because of what they stand for and what they stand against. But it will not be the Republican Party that rescues America from drowning unless we the people force their hand. I've got an article here, and in it it says uh, uh, something about the uh, Republicans don't screw it up again because that's what they did the last time we gave them the majority, remember? So I have asked Anthony and Tiso back, And we will begin in his chapter, or maybe a little before that chapter. Are we being governed by private corporations? Oh, by the way, America is broke once again, and that's kind of where I want to start, because Congress, (laughs) by the end of this week, is that tomorrow? They are going to have to raise the debt ceiling 
or shut the U.S. government down. You know, I'm always saying, let's shut it down. What do we have to lose? You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We welcome back Anthony and Tiso. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, Beth Ann, thank you for that introduction. And uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, I, I've i been, God willing, uh, continues. I have never caught the, the virus. Good. Um, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's uh, the Italian heritage or what it is. <laughs> Stubbornness. Been... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's too much vino. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe anyway, it is. I, want... I don't know either. But you know, I think I actually had it twice. Um, oh, I think I actually had sorry. Omicron at the very beginning of January, and it was very mild. Oh. It was like a really bad cold, and I had a sore throat. And then it went away. And then whammo, my husband got sick, I got sick, Rudy got sick at the last of the month. And it was definitely COVID. We lost our taste. We lost our smell. And I found out yesterday, I was, I got my nails done here in town. And the little lady that does them, her husband happens to be our county sheriff. And this county was just riddled with COVID. Everybody had it, I think. She knew I was sick before I got there. That's what Small Town USA does. She said, I know you've been sick. Well, well, okay, I wanted to comment real quick. What I'd like to do very quickly is cover the some of the important facts that tie all the events in history together. But I wanted to comment on your comment about uh, Republicans being elected. We have not, and I think I've said this before, we have not elected to a constitutional seat in government anybody since 1913. All right, and I want to start at 1913 when we come back. I'll let you... I'll let you kick it off, but we're headed into this break pretty quick here. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we're with Anthony and Tiso, and we're studying the great congressional deception of the American people. And we'll be right back. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now. More than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com, or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. 
Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, CSETalkRadio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America has the lights on. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to, before we get started again, Tony, I want everyone to know that they can get this little manuscript that you've put out, and uh, he's had it put into a little pamphlet, a booklet. I don't even have that. I've got the manuscript. But you can order it from Zephyr Books and Coffee. Now, he's not out to make money on this. He's just, um, you've only printed a few of them, and we'll just print them as you people want them. Um, but uh, the phone number to call there is 530-598-2584. 530-598-2584. It's nineteen ninety nine, so it's affordable. And uh, you can just get it from that uh, bookstore there that they're kind of helping him out with that. And uh, and when let's go back. I'll let you back up farther if you want to. But since we are facing okay. another debt here in the United States, another omnibus bill is about to approach us, and we're going to have to save the nation, you know, from from falling and mm-hmm. and shutting this government down. I always say shut it down. But we studied okay. last week. Um, through what had happened with the Civil War and the assassination of Lincoln and also the uh, crucifixion, so to speak, 11 indictments for impeachment against his vice president that were phony balonies. But then right after that, and we talked about martial law, here you go then in, in 1913, 
that rolls around and the country is still broke and can't pay all its debts. So I'm not sure we got into this last week, but you go once again, corporate U.S. goes to the seven families and asks to borrow more money. The seven richest families in the world. And uh, so I'm going to kind of let you back up if you need to back up a little farther there and catch us up. Okay, just, yeah, to get to that point, there were there were certain events that happened that proved we are under a federal corporation today. And those events go back to 1776 when they, when they did the, I'm sorry, 1787, and they did the organic constitution. And in that organic constitution, they had, they had in the article one, section eight, the uh, clauses 17 and 18, they adopted the 10 mile square as the seat of government. Then on July 16, 1790, they formed the District of Columbia Act that changed it to the District of Columbia. They incorporated it. And in 1791, Article 5 Amendment to the original Constitution, they put in the Bill of Rights. That's the second Constitution. And we're going to get to the show you there were actually three over time, but that's not right now. Then on, in February of 1801, they passed that District of Columbia Act. Okay, and then the next critical thing was Lincoln, of course, was assassinated, and he was assassinated because he was really, he was going to um, not have a central bank, and we were going to have our own money like we're supposed to have in the Constitution. So... Uh, then we come to what you just mentioned about the um, his assassination and Andrew Johnson, the vice president, became president. And Congress was trying to sell bonds. They actually um, uh, issued a $250 million bond at 5%, and nobody bought it. And they needed money after the Civil War to start to rebuild the, the nation, and they couldn't get anybody to buy the bonds. So they went to the wealthiest families, and the families told them, you are a broke nation. We cannot lend money to you because we have no recourse. What's going to happen if you go bankrupt? Uh, We can't collect. So you need to do something so that we can legally attach your assets if you don't pay us. So what Congress came up with was to incorporate the government. And that was done. And in order to do that, they knew Andrew Johnson, the president at that time, would never sign the bill. He was a states' rights individual, and he was from the South to begin with. But (laughs) So in order to keep him busy, as you mentioned, uh, Beth Ann, he – they – brought 11 articles of impeachment against him to keep him busy dealing with that while they passed and adopted this District of Columbia Act of 1871. So I think that's where we left off, isn't it? I think it is. And that's why, you know, with the death that was going is starting here, that's where I wanted to go. And then in the Chapter 6, if you guys are following along there at home, In Chapter 6, we're going to talk about, are we being governed by private corporations? Now, so much has happened in the last several years 
I think people are starting to realize things just ain't quite right. You know, and uh, we've been told about this corporation. We've been told about uh, Congress taking a different oath than what we think they're taking, which is so deceptive. It's just so wrong. And uh, I want to get one of your booklets to President Trump. So when he is elected, <laughs> okay. he does not okay. sign that martial law thing again. And um, I, I'm not sure how we're going to get that done, but I think we're going to try and get that done. We need to get word to him, and hopefully maybe some of the people okay. around him are smarter. Maybe people are getting smarter. I don't know. But things have just gotten so bad here in the United States in the last several years. It's been bad for a long time. But it is escalating. Don't you think, Tony, that it's just escalating? Well, it has. It has. But there are there are places of uh, hope, I'll call them, out here in the West anyway. I don't know if you know about the Liberty uh, uh, State. That's where uh, Oregon, eastern Washington, and Idaho, and I think part of Nevada, the people have held an election to be to separate from the federal system, mm. um, yeah, and then and then two two counties in Nevada in the northeast corner have declared themselves constitutional counties, uh, that Lander County and uh, not Eli. Uh, oh shoot, that's okay. Uh, we, the, we won't know them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> some uh, of us. Yeah. Anyway, I like so my Nevada listeners know it, but. Um, Right. Well, your sheriff, when you were talking about your friend and her husband, the local sheriff, he's the key to your county. You guys can actually become a constitutional county, but your sheriff has to become involved. And uh, if he wants to talk privately on how to do that, I'll be happy to. Okay. Um, okay, you mentioned Chapter 6 and being governed by a private corporation. But before we, real quickly, before we get into that, we talked about the, the liability and the money that they got from the family, uh, from the, uh, uh, richest families in the world. So they, they, what they had to do is they had to pass this District of Columbia Act and in, and, and I, I don't know if we covered it, but I have a, an actual copy right out of the congressional record of the act. And here is the title of the act. This is the proof, the absolute legal proof we are, uh, in a federal corporation. Chapter 62, February 21st, 1871, approved an act to provide a government for the District of Columbia. Okay, why, what is that, why does the District of Columbia need a government? Here's the, the, in italics, in the bill, written in italics, it says, being enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives, of the United States of America in of America in Congress assembled, comma that all that part of the territory of the United States, no America territory of the United States included within the limits of the District of Columbia be and the same is hereby created into a government by the name of District of Columbia by which. Name is hereby constituted a body corporate for municipal purposes and may contract and be contracted with, sue and be sued with, 
and that changes the oath of office. Did, wow. did I go too fast? No, I got it. Because we kind of talked about it once before when we first got started. Um, oh, yeah, I want okay. a copy okay. of that. I if we get well, to you reprint, can, you, go ahead. If you can't if you can't get a copy, let me know. I'll fax it to you or mail it to you. But you you should be able to go online and get an actual copy. Um, and and that's the re- it was. What's the name of it again? It's called the... The Organic uh, Act, District of Columbia Act of 1871. Okay. I missed the organic part. Okay. The Organic Act. All right. We will try and find that. And um, I hear uh, the music. If you can. Okay. Um, We'll we'll talk about that later. How we can get a hold of it, but I do want to make that available to everyone. They need to see these things. They need to have it all in one hand and just see what's going on. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're going to have several of these as we're studying this. And then when we get to the end, um, and I'm not sure when that's going to be, we will open up the phone line for questions and comments. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Anthony and Tiso. We're talking about the congressional deception of the American people. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Anthony and Tiso. I call him Tony. And we're talking about the book that he has written, The Great Deception, The Great Congressional Deception of the American People from 1777 through the Present. And when we went into the break, we were just starting on the chapter about are we being governed by private corporations? I'll tell you what, Tony, there's just so much corruption going on with the corporations well, and with the Congress and, and it's, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me lead up to that. All right. Uh, there were actually three constitutions yes. that were created. Okay. Well, the, the third one is this District of Columbia Act of 1871, which is the federal corporation. That's, that's, it's a constitution. There's 47 sections in that. Anyway, so, um, then as whether we're being governed by a private corporation, we have to know is the United States, not the United States of America, we have to realize that in that first paragraph I read, they created the United States and trademarked the name by that act, the trademark, the United States as a corporate, it says in the act, a body corporate for municipal purposes. Now, I use the term private, not like it's privately held but in the sense that it's private and not a public contract. It's a, it's a, a one-sided uh, constitution or agreement that the government's going to operate in a cer- certain fashion. So is the United States, again, not the United States of America, is the United States a federal corporation? That's what it says in that bill, it does, quote, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States. 
Okay. Then what happened was after they created that, it relates to the 1913, the act of the 1915 Monetary Reform Act, and it started in 1913, where they formed the Central Bank, which we know today as the Federal Federal Reserve Reserve. Bank. Okay. I, I have a whole bunch of other things about that. We won't get to that right now. So what happened was... Well, let, let me stop you just a second to make sure Beth's got everything straight about the three constitutions. The first okay. constitution, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to go on what we've talked about in the last few weeks, was the Sorry. Articles of Confederation, and that was in November 15th of 1777. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Right. And then it was in 18... And I've already lost the date in my head. When we had the okay, organic okay. Constitution, um, say that again. Seventeen. That's seventeen eighty-seven. Okay, and that was the one that we think <laughs> we're supposed to be under. That's the organic one. And then later they added the Bill okay, of Rights to that. Here's here's how it happened. Uh, as you mentioned, the 13 colonies were, were the College of Delegates. That's what they were called. They, they passed the Articles of Confederation. They realized it was not a, a document or an, a, that could govern uh, a group of states. So they set forth and they drafted the, the first constitution for the United States of America. Not of, but for the United States of America. Then they held a con, a, 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 a Convention of States in, in uh, 1791, and they had, they brought in the Bill of Rights, and they were able to do that because Article 5 of the Organic Constitution says whenever two-thirds or more of the states want to get together and make an amendment to the, con- the Organic Constitution, they can. So what they did was they, they put in the Bill of Rights. That was the first change. And that became the amended constitution. That's number two. Okay. And so, okay. Okay. So, so the third, the third one is the District of Columbia Act. It's not called the Constitution, but it is the Constitution of the corporate federal government of the United States. Not, not of America, States, but of the United States. Not of America. No. So. The office of the, the oath of office today, you take an oath to the United States. You do not take an oath to the United States of America. So their it's oath is to their corporation, not to we the that's people. That's right. Okay. And so when when so from about 1913 to the present, as elections rolled over every two to four years. The new oath of office was used, and when we elected somebody, they took an oath to the United States to sit in that seat in Congress. You see how that happened? Yeah, I see that. That, that part I understand. Now, I have another question before we move on. The okay. Bill of Rights, do we still hold that? Is it in this third constitution or not? No, no, not the third. It, it, it was amended. It was it's the amendment of the second. And 
it is the law of the land because uh, in the book of statutes, which we talked about before, um, they, they have the, the organic constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. All three are recorded in the book of statutes. And, and any bill or law cannot become law, be enforceable unless it's published. And we'll get into that part later. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that the last time. And this third constitution is not in that. Is that correct? That's in the federal register. That's correct. It is not in that. It's It's just an act. They they incorporated the United States within the District of Columbia and all the territories, other territories, that the United States of America had at that time including the Louisiana Purchase and, and everything west of there, so that that corporate United States was the new government for the any of the territories. All right. All right, so let's okay. move on if we can here. And sure. in the next page, we're talking a little bit more about the Federal Reserve and currency and money and uh what took place then, and I think I want my listeners to know that we're this fat. This show is going fast, so <laughs> we're trying trying to cover an awful lot. I do encourage once more before Tony comes on and we start explaining the money and the currency and the Federal Bank Reserve Bank. I do want to explain that you can get this this manuscript. You can get this book right. from Zephyr Books and Coffee. Just give them a call five three zero five nine eight. Two five eight four. That's five three zero five nine eight twenty five eighty four. Nineteen ninety nine is all that it is, and uh, I'll leave it at that because I want them to order these yeah, booklets. By the way, they're a very good uh, Christian bookstore. By the way, good, awesome. Um, That's even better. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, they're great people uh, that that own that. Okay, um, here's what happened: a private corporation by 1871 Act, entered into a contract with another private corporation once formed in 1915, the Federal Reserve Bank. It wasn't called that then. It was just called the, the Central Bank, which was a legal, perfectly legal contract between two corporations. Okay. It did not contract it with the Fed. That, that contract was named the Monetary Reform Act, which was passed by the third constitution corporate U.S. So Congress could pass all these laws because of Lincoln's uh, uh, executive order declaring martial, the martial law. law. And then, and then last the last show I, I gave the uh, title of the in 1973 Congress uh, admitted they were under martial law. And it's a congressional uh, study that was done. And if somebody wants that, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'd like to have that. I hear the music. Uh We're headed into a break. And when we come back, Tony, it'll be the final segment of today's show. And I've got so many questions going around in my head. But um, we're talking about martial law. And Trudeau has just announced martial law in Canada. I kind of want us to kind of put the perspective together and see if we can't make the parallels as to what's happened. You're listening to CSC uh, yeah. Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Anthony and Tiso, the great congressional deception of the American people. We'll be right back.
Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vine-to-bar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's vine-to-bar. Vine-to-bar chocolate. Visit us at vine-to-bar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Hear ye, hear ye. Now is the time for all good Americans to come to the aid of their country. For the past several months, I've been sharing with you a newsletter, Voice of the Patriot. Like Thomas Paine's Common Sense, circulate and share these newsletters with freedom-loving Americans, friends, neighbors, family. Beginning with Voice of the Patriot newsletter number six, start sharing with your elected officials. We must take steps to restore our republic. As nightfall does not come at once, neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness, tyranny. We're burning daylight, America. Tomorrow might be too late. Request your copy of Voice of the Patriot today. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bedsheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. 
The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 978 6168 and use the promo code Bethann to get 30% off plus free shipping. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Anthony and Tiso. We are in the final segment of today's show. We've been studying for the last several weeks on Thursdays. We're going to continue that for a while. The Great Congressional Deception of the American People from 1777 through the present. Uh, Tony has done a lot of research, and he's got a lot of information here, and that's what it is. It's information. He's kept his opinions out, and he's just got information in there so that you can just glean it yourself, come up with your own conclusions, but do look at it. It's important that we know what's going on. So when we went into this Um, break, because we are in the final segment, I wanted to parallel because we're talking about Congress has allowed us to continue, and every president signs this document every time he gets done with his uh, inauguration and keeps us in martial law. Now, that's something that has been difficult for me to uh, to fathom and understand. And then Trudeau, in his great dictatorship, has done the same thing, declared martial law against the people of Canada. So is there okay. any kind of a parallel that, that uh, we need to kind of be aware of? Well, okay. Um, you can, here's a... If you got a pencil, write this down. Senate Report 93-549, War and Emergency Powers Acts. That is the, I'll repeat it, Senate Report 93-549, War and Emergency Powers Act. Got it. This, this is the document where Congress, six senators sat down and researched and issued this report that said they were still under martial law in 1973. They don't call it that. They call it Emergency Powers Act. So when uh, the president first finishes, when he immediately after he finishes inaugural and steps off the stage and goes into wherever he goes into, someone hands him a, a another Emergency Powers Act with a new date and extending it because it has to be extended every with every new president because it, it would be extinguished otherwise. So every new president, including Trump, has signed that when they got done with their inauguration. Um, so, so, so we've got to educate, educate, educate the next president to make sure they don't sign this. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 yes, I believe we do, <laughs> but I don't know if that'll change. I hope it does. But um, well, so you know, the fact well, that if Congress knows that the American people are on to them, you well, know, yeah, I, yeah. I think we can make some progress, and we, we'll talk about some more of that when we get down, you know, here in a few weeks and get down to a few more of these shows. And um, but the American people don't know about it. We've heard. Oh, we're still under martial law. We've heard all these things, but to actually have 
what you've put together here, which is just, to me, it's, it's just priceless. And the only thing I wished you'd have done was put, put some of these acts and things in with this so everybody could kind of see them and study them. Maybe we can do that the next time you do a printing of it. Um, but, you know, I'd like to have the organic constitution in there and I'd like everyone to be able to see the Articles of Confederation and read it. I've got it printed out here and I've got mine all together with that. But it's it's well, something yeah. that what we see happening with Trudeau and what we see happening in America today with people complaining about anybody who talks about freedom, how selfish you are if you think of freedom because you're only thinking of yourself. And, of course, they go off on their COVID such, you know, the pandemic and the masks and the not masks and the vaccinations and the not vaccinations. You know, uh, okay. the fact that well, we have I, I gotten think- to that point in this country is just... It's just amazing to me that they'll actually say it out loud. Not that I didn't think they yeah. were thinking it before, but that they're saying it out loud. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, uh, as as to what, and again, I use the the word private as a me as a in my mind that it's not a public document, a public. Uh, Corporation. Not for the public. Yeah, it's, we can't all buy sp- stock in it. <laughs> that's right. It's Although we've paid dearly for it. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, so uh, so Congress can legally pass any law they want within the District of Columbia, which is that's why they made it the seat of government because the original Constitution, the Organic Constitution, said. Congress could legally pass any law within the 10-mile square of District of Columbia. So that's why they incorporated the United States, quote-unquote, in the District of Columbia and made it the federal corporation. Okay, then then the Federal Reserve Bank and the U.S. Corp. uh, conducts everyday business this way. They they uh, they have the Federal Reserve print the money. They we issue bonds. They buy it. They charge us for it. They charge us for printing for the money. It's not money. It's currency. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I used the wrong. It's currency. Um, it's just a means used to exchange goods. Okay. Um. <clears throat> And basically, it's fiat dollars now because they're just—it's just the little IOUs, right? That's how that's right. we kind of that's explain right. it when we talk to Melody about our gold and silver. And I know you're big uh, into the gold to, and yeah. silver too, so. Yes, well, I want to tell your listeners. I think they ought to deal with Melanie and get get their gold and silver because if you don't have it, <laughs> whenever they change currencies, you're going to be hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen. Okay. I still have my little my little gold bill that you sent me. <laughs> I still have. I've got it in a safe, <laughs> a safe place. Okay, that's that's twenty four karat gold. Yes, I know. Um, okay, for this scheme to work and for Congress to be not guilty of treason, they had to create this private corporation under the District of Columbia Act in order to do business as the United States government, or USA, or U.S., but not the United States of America. America. We are in a what I call a bifurcated system. 
we have our original Constitution and uh, and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. And whenever it's convenient for those people we elect, they invoke that for their own purposes. But they they do business. Everything to else is done under corporate United States. And that's how the bureaucrats, because the, the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, the Federal Reserve, the Federal Register, uh, if you people have not heard about it, it's a publication that the government puts out that because they had to come up with some way to publish all the bureaucratic laws that they passed under this private system. And in order to make it enforceable, they had to publish it because the law is not enforceable unless it's it published. And that's that, that, what's that old saying? Uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, that comes from that when a law is published, you can no longer be ignorant of it. So then it's enforceable. All right. Okay. I hear the music. We are out of time for today, Tony. Fastest hour of the day. Thank you so much for all that you've done putting this together again, folks. Give a call to Zephyr Books and Coffee, 530-598-2584-1999 is the cost, 530-598-2584. And when we come together, you'll have your little booklet, and you can follow along with us as we restart and try very diff- hard, very strongly to bring America home. Um. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes... I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.